0: Hi, I'm Benjamin Light And I'm Marcus Sparks, And this is
1: another episode of Bros Watch PLL 2 How you doing? How's it going? Hope we remember how to do this Probably not Yeah We are revisiting S2E14 Through many dangers, toils, and snares You may remember this as the kind of 2B premiere mm-hmm. Written by Joseph Doherty, directed by Norman Buckley Friends of the show um, This was the one we ended up doing Mm -hmm. because it got a fair amount of votes and we wanted to yeah yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. this is our happy holidays
0: revisit episode
1: everyone will be happy to know that I am awake and totally sober not drinking right now well some people will be happy
0: Um, so the title for this one comes from Amazing Grace Mm. so see if these wretches can get saved
1: this is going to be weird. We just recorded our Star Wars podcast, so we're just transitioning to different Dark Lords of the Sith here.
0: Pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is Arya. Uh, Rey is Ezra. No way. Eh. Arya's is really both.
1: Did you say Rey is Ezra? <laughs> That's inexcusable. I was like, that does not Show check yourself out. out.
0: That does not check out.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, let's just jump right in.
0: All right. So we start in the Rosewood town square in the W.B. back lot. There's a church. Um, this is shot to start like something out of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I kept expecting Freddy Krueger to pop out as these little girls are jumping rope and doing their little nursery rhyme. Uh, the part of the lyrics that I caught were pretty little liar all by yourself, sneak to the park, dig in the dark, telling little lies to make their mark.
1: That's the kind of song children sing.
0: In Rosewood? Yeah. hmm Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to hear more about the urban legends of Rosewood.
1: It's so PLL. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's have kids singing
0: a creepy song while jump roping. Well, it's it's about time the show went to that mm. that vein of the horror movie strata. Uh, then we get a title card that says, one month later, we're in a park, at Southfield playground, and we see our four PLLs in orange jumpsuits using their sticks to pick up trash. Oh, shit. They're doing some chain game stuff here.
1: Oh, yeah. Aria, I think, had her jumpsuit tailored it's the only one that seems to like fit nicely. Like the others are just kind of like these bulky coveralls, but Arya's is somehow like like perfectly fits her her body. I but they that was funny.
0: they all look amazing in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is where all my fanfiction begins. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I feel like like the others probably got general adult sizes. Arya got like the child's. I chain think she. Outfit. T-
1: I think she took hers to a local seamstress and and had it like taken in and you know made to fit her i could see it that's my head can. she's like if i'm gonna wear this i'm gonna wear
0: it in style yeah hannah is looking hard this yeah precursor to like when hannah did some prison time with ali and the soundtrack is telling
1: us i've been a bad bad girl and it's always the same and hannah says only an hour and 30 minutes to go and Ari says i think it's more like two hours but who's counting they have very strong theory vibes in this episode by the way
0: yeah, some other mean girls walk past. Having heard this, they start talking to, them, to themselves. Uh, the one girl's like, how many hours you got left? And the other chick says, six months. <laughs> and first chick says, but your mom's got not a big-shot lawyer. You and your pals... Who, oh, but your mom's not a big-shot lawyer getting you and your pals community service for tampering of evidence. As she
1: looks at Spencer, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I thought you said they killed somebody. That's what the cops think. So the cops can't prove it. And the <laughs> second chick's like, snort. Cops are stupid.
1: Which... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> yeah. and Emily finally getting a little annoyed at all this, uh, you know, asparagus being tossed in her direction. She says we didn't do anything. Spencer's like, don't talk to them. Strong theory potential there. And then uh, Emily says, I'll talk to anybody I want to. And Spencer's like, no, you won't. Emily says, and who's going to stop me? Well,
0: time for Commander Montgomery to weigh in.
1: The shusher has had enough. She says, both of you shut up. I don't want to hear anymore. Just putting her foot down. Emily comes over to Spencer. She's very frustrated. She says, did you at least think about my idea? Spencer says, it was a bad idea when they arrested us. It's a bad idea now. Emily says, we finally have something solid. Why won't you use it? So, do they actually have something solid, or is this all part of the ruse?
0: I think it's got to be part of the ruse.
1: Because I was like, wait, what do they have? They don't have shit. Right. Um, Spencer says, because you can't make a deal with a rattlesnake. Emily says, you can if you have something the rattlesnake wants.
0: This is a, this is a great scene. The song playing over it, I feel like hampers it because there's this weird Muzak guitar riff hmm. that really like just did not work for me. My um, Hannah's had enough. She's just like, "Can we stop talking about snakes?" <laughs> so she says, "Listen to me. We're not going to be making any kind of deal of A, and that's final." And I'm just like, "Maybe for you, the rest of us don't have lawyers or parents." And Emily turns her back and Spencer spins around. Spencer's the person with whom you should not fuck right now, Emily. Because she can't back down. She can't stop. She won't stop. And she's just like, meaning what? And Emily, ready to shoot some Venom, is like, meaning your mom may have gotten us a deal, but if they ever figure out a way to charge us for killing Allie, she'll throw the rest of us under the bus to save you. And you would let her. She has such
1: like supreme bitch face
0: there. Well, it's like, big mistake here. You don't turn your back on spencer after like throwing venom in her face because she can't she can't <laughs> So she flings trash at emily
1: she throws her trash bag which like breaks open and gets some really awful looking like white gunk all over emily's coverall. there just uh just imagine like, the
0: smell like is it whipped cream is it like side of the road whipped cream it's fucking gross i mean if that happened to me i'd be crying in the shower forever and I, w- is- I
1: would just start tearing that off
0: my body emily- yeah, Emily gives her this "you bitch" look. This is where I mean, like, I feel like Anakin and Obi Wan had a fight to the bitter end on a crazy volcano planet for less. Um, and even Arya is like, "Oh shit!" So Spencer doesn't know it.
1: The way like Spencer throws it and Emily can't believe it, and Spencer briefly tries to look like hard and pissed, but then she's like, "Oh shit!"
0: And <laughs> she starts to run away. Well, it's like their mini mini version of like the fight from They Live, like the alley brawl. <laughs> Yeah. Um put on the fucking glasses. Yeah. Spencer trips Emily, sending her down. At one point, Emily rolls like them over and is on top, and the prison guard or whoever finally shows up, drags them apart. Well Spencer, Spencer... does
1: like a judo move where she like takes Emily's leg out.
0: Yeah. Like, it's yeah, pretty it's
1: crazy. So... Meanwhile, Ari and uh Hannah are just like, Wow, we're not gonna do anything.
0: I wanted them to like exchange bills, like mm-hmm. they get in bets. Uh Spencer charges Emily again. Arya acts like she's going to stop Spencer, but she's really not. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, after
1: the guards are holding them back, Arya jumps into the middle and is like trying to be Peacemaker.
0: Whoa, um, Spencer, stop. Yeah. But yeah, I
1: love that Spencer's so mad that even after they get yanked apart, she goes running,
0: charging back towards Emily again. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So not far away, uh, as, as the two mean girls who are watching this girl fight now, uh, we see Officer Garrett Reynolds in his police car watching the show. Snacking on candy and wearing oversized police sunglasses and living looking like an even bigger authoritarian sleaze bag. It's like suddenly he's like the dude from Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. Well, it's weird eating because
1: eating his M and M's like a creep.
0: Yeah, he's got all the trappings of like a patriarchal murder cop, but he still looks like frighteningly young. It's like mm-hmm. a scary juxtaposition. So he's even like sucking on his fingers or something as he smiles and watches all this, and like adding the oral thing on top of. That is like the cherry on top and the vomit on top of this cake, I think. Well, the, the licking
1: his fingers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So, yeah, that's the opening. Uh, two things. Soon, Spencer's mom will be a big shot lawyer running for the st- for Senate or like state Senate, like one of those two. Mm-hmm. And I think about this point in the timeline, not long after this, like Emily will finally be able to say, you might have heard I killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it
1: just makes me wonder with Garrett here, him showing Jenna, um, the, like the whole shovel thing. Like, what d- did they put them up to that? Was it just a coincidence? Like, what exactly was the deal there? Yeah, yeah. This is
0: this is such an amazing time to revisit this okay. show, though. Um, so because right, they they
1: sure seem pleased with themselves. Like, they made this all happen. It's like all your machinations resulted in the liars getting like. Four weeks of community service or something.
0: And just think about how pleased they are at this and how much that probably comes up in their foreplay. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah, so then we get the credits and then it's the Marin kitchen mm -hmm. breakfast. Ashley's pouring herself some coffee. She's kind of eyeing Hannah a little warily and she says, at least try to be civil to her. And Hannah says, I am civil. And Ashley says, Hannah, when you and Emily walk into the same room, the smoke alarms go off.
0: Hashtag but a benzo. Mm um yeah it's like they're having a civil war here i'm gonna guess that emily would be captain america and hannah would be iron man
1: i'd have to think about that for a
0: while so Ashley says uh uh you know family's parents had, had taken her back to texas the plea bargain would have fallen apart you might have gone to jail whatever it is that happened you to you everybody got that yeah hannah's like have you talked to dad since the big event and ashley's like yes and hannah perplexed it's like he still seems mad when he talks i mean ashley gets her the greatest like no shit look like because he's angry well he's i mean angry. that was that was like Arya esque hannah like, yeah he still yeah.
1: seems mad when he talks to me
0: i don't know why yeah yeah that's an hour his science. wedding <laughs> like, yeah like not getting it uh actually he's angry he's angry isabel's angry i'm trying to figure out why you did what i did and i was like i had to stop it unless mm-hmm. she's like you stopped the wedding but you didn't stop the marriage he went back to baltimore and got married anyway and i was like yeah in some court justice's office, and she's like such a smirk, pleased by that. But she's thinking mm-hmm. that'll play to her audience, which is her mother. But Ashley doesn't take the bait, and Hannah's like, "Well, at least creepy Kate didn't get to show off at the reception." And Hannah like, has no remorse at all. Well, well, Hannah would probably murder Kate at this point if she thought she'd get away with it. Yeah.
1: Well, Hannah's just like owning it. She's like, "Maybe A made me do this, but I, I'm going to take full credit."
0: Yeah. Th- well, and I think that's fitting when when Mona's A mm-hmm. is that. Um <laughs> she's kind of helping Hannah out to a certain degree, or letting Hannah like live out her wildest fantasy. Uh yeah, so remember this is when Emily was living with Hannah because Pam and Wayne were in Texas.
1: Yeah, so Emily walks in, she says morning, she says it to Ashley, not Hannah. And Ashley's like, Good morning, Hannah. And Hannah who's been drinking or some she's been eating some yogurt and she just drops it in the trash and pieces out. without that a word? Ashley sighs and Emily it's Emily's like making herself a smoothie or something here. Yeah. And as she says, so how does it feel to be done with community service? he says, almost done. There's a problem in the park. Spencer and I have to do an extra two weeks. Like what? A, what a hufflepuff! She's not even complaining about it, or like you know, pointing out why that all happened. Yeah. And she's getting some berries and some milk for that smoothie. Mm-hmm. And as she says, well, maybe th- then things can go back to normal for all of you. he says, I don't really know what normal
0: is anymore. Well, Ashley's just struggling to understand what the fuck is going on with these girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and She's like, having you and Hannah under the same roof, I know how hard it's been on both of you. I hate to see the four of you drifting apart. I was really hoping there'd be some kind of thaw by now. And poor Emily has to not only deal with like this shit on her own now, but she has to be the one who like, deals with Ashley Marin's concerns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Emily's like, I don't think that's something Hannah and the other girls want. So Ashley starts to get her shit. Bitches are freezing baby. her out. Yeah. Before she goes, the fax machine rings. So she glances at the paper coming in, and she's just like, Faxes for you. And then she
1: leaves. Because Emily Fields is the last teenager on Earth to ever receive a fax.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, who who gets faxes? Yeah. Emily Fields says. <laughs> and
1: Emily she picks up the fax and she smiles when she looks at it. Um, I was really hoping this would be like a telegraph that her dad died or something.
0: <laughs> Your dad's dead. Stop.
1: Yeah. That's no, really nothing, all we
0: had to say. Stop. Nothing else. Stop. <laughs> he died like this. <laughs> Stop. Uh, meanwhile, lucky Leon's. We see Aria and magic, tragic Mike Montgomery walking past. Oh, man. Look how little and young Mike is here. Before the HGH.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Aria is walking, pretending to drink out of an empty coffee cup. Mike looks so young. I mean, I think he is like 15 or something probably here. Yeah. If not even younger. Yeah. And Aria says, so you like this guy? And Mike says, he's okay. I mean, he's he's really old, but he's not a jerk. He doesn't make those listening noises like my first therapist. He dialed down my meds and he doesn't look at me like I'm a bobblehead. The way I used to catch mom and dad sometimes.
0: You know, it's sad because the storyline of Mike's depression is the one I always forget about.
1: And it's definitely an interesting <laughs> The one. Aria forgets about, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just did this on like you're the worst. But I completely forgot that Mike spent half a season in bed. Yeah. And Aria says, hey, they do not look at you like
1: you're a bobblehead. And Mike says, really? I still catch them looking. And you, too. Arya
0: immediately condescending.
1: Yeah. Arya says, I know. Well, we just want you to be okay. She kind of rubs him on the shoulder because she's the compassionate one. He mm. smiles. He says, well, that's tough to do when people are waiting for you to turn into a zombie or something. Arya says, hmm, that's funny. I always saw you as more of a cute werewolf type. Like a teen wolf? Holy shit, the shusher with her amazing, amazing powers of foreshadowing here. Yeah. How did she know?
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, just then, Ezra Fitz walks out of the bike shop right in front of
0: them. I was like, I wanted to make sure I saw that too. Out of the bike shop.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was like waiting in there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's no way it's just a coincidence that he happened to walk out right in front of them.
0: I he, don't think the guys rid his bike or rode his bike in how long? Like, yeah.
1: Like how many days did he like follow Arya's route to know yeah. where she would be? So yeah. he could be like, oh, what a coincidence. Me walking out of the bike shop with a bag of something. Like what did he even buy in there?
0: Well, I think he's just like he's weighing in his head: Do I come out of the bike shop or do I just pop up from behind that car over there? Mm-hmm. I'll try the bike shop. Oh man! So immediately awkward.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Hello," and Arya just kind of nods, and Ezra's like, "Hey, Mike, Arya," and Arya's like, "Hi," nodding, smiling. It's awkward, and Ester says, "Haven't seen you in a while," and Arya says, "Yeah, I um, I don't really go over to, get over to Hollis much anymore. I have things to do around here." And you know, Mike is just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. And Ari says, so I I still have that Ivy Dunbar book you lent me, the essays. And he nods. And Ari says, I know that you said it's pretty rare, so you probably want that back.
0: So glad to know, to finally know that Ivy Dunbar is a writer from 30 something or a a Mm. character, like an off screen character that, you know, Joseph Doherty wrote on 30 something. A character who is a writer, right? Yeah. But I I mean, I'm not like, uh, I think she basically fulfills the same function mm-hmm. that she okay. does here, where like, there's an off-screen character. But So yeah, I bet that book is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So Ezra's like, no, it's okay. No rush. As long as I know you have it. Subtext. Had, like, big cheesy smile. I do. I really like her writing.
1: She's not talking about the writing. And Ezra's like, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike is still right there.
0: Like, ugh. like And they yeah. both like wince. And their their love is the kind of love that will give you irritable vows <laughs>
1: And Arya just holds up her coffee cup to Mike, totally dismissing him. She's like, Mike, would you would you go? <laughs> yeah.
0: Boy, take this coffee cup and do something with away. it. Get out of my sight. Throw away this empty coffee cup, like mm-hmm. thirty thirty yards back from me.
1: Be gone. I must speak to this man. Um uh. And so, he, you know, he knows something's up. And so he just kind of like, uh you know,
0: takes the cup and walks away anyway. He's like, sure. Yeah. Well, so then it gets, it gets even worse. It, amazingly, these two get worse once Mike's out of earshot. Because once know, it's
1: gone. Do you know, sorry, or like rubs her hands together. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So she steps in closer to Ezra and she says, how are you? And he says, numb. Well, you know, it's so funny. I mean, this relationship, it's totally gross. But there's something really
1: amusing. The way Arya is the one to check on Ezra's feelings here, you know. Yeah. How are you? Poor sad little man.
0: Yeah, uh, but I was just like, I cannot believe I forgot that he said numb. Yeah. You well, it's, jerk. Like, it's the only way they get away with this relationship
1: is to put her the one in the power position. Yeah. Uh yeah, numb. And Arya's like, Look, I'm sorry and he says, Arya, just no, please, I, I can't handle it. My mom thinking that you were Spencer. Don't worry, she hasn't told anybody. Mike's over at the trash can, looking back, just like, ugh. Yeah, uh, he has to suspect what's going on, it's right?
0: It's painfully, obviously, inappropriate between whatever whatever's happening his sister and this dildo over there. Do you think Noel Khan told him? I would not be shocked of the many educatory things I mean, Noel Khan told him. Mikey Montgomery is not a complete moron. He's like,
1: I can do the math. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're really close with this teacher who's rumored to uh, you know, be sleeping with one of his students. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm just glad that poor Mike didn't have to hear Ezra say that he was numb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's uh, so like, like numb, bro. <laughs> I I'm gonna go get another coffee. I'm gonna come back here. I'm gonna throw it in your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then back to Ezra talking. Mike's not saying near them. Uh, they're whispering to each other now. Arya's like the trouble with the police. I can't let anything bad happen to you. <laughs> Ezra's like Arya, something bad has happened. You won't let me see you. Priorities, Ezra. And Ezra makes nervous eyes as Mike walks back over. And it's it's almost like Ari and Ezra have no frame of reference to how normal people act. Mm-hmm. Like, they remind me of those, like, gross, touchy-feely couples that you run into public sometimes. Like, But mm. instead of, like, in-your-face physical chemistry or intimacy, it's, like, obnoxious secretiveness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so she immediately adopts her bullshit, everything is normal tone. And she's like, well, we gotta go. He's like, yeah, I gotta go, too. Back to spying on you. Well, it's like they're doing their own incredibly shitty improv SNL skit about like aliens pretending to be humans or mm-hmm. something. So Ezra, as an afterthought, is just like, "Oh, it was great seeing you, Mike." And he's just like, "Mr. Fitz, yeah, <laughs> Mike, it's all ice, Mr. And, Fitz." And Ezra, or Arya, looks back at Ezra like grossly smitten, <laughs> and Arya's just like, "Bye." And then Ezra's like walking away, like hands in the pockets, like he's like Joe Cool, and uh, he's like, "Bye." Do you think Mikey Montgomery tells a shrink about this? I, I I think so because he, like, after Arya and Ezra have finally turned away, Mike looks back one more time to see what a douchebag Ezra is.
1: I'm just picturing where, like, Mike rats out Arya. Yeah. And then Arya, just in complete betrayal, It's just like, Mike's crazy. You can't trust him. <laughs> he's nuts. He's going to kill himself. He has, he's seen a shrink. Why'd you listen to him?
0: I Mike feel is like, just like, fuck you. <laughs> you better dial up his meds i caught him shoplifting again mm-hmm. i feel like the next day after mike's session like the therapist is leaving his office and there's aria and she's like i brought you a plant put it right there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so at rosewood high there's officer garrett reynolds he's on the phone being a new kind of creepy and he's just like what do you mean you're not coming i'm here i'm waiting for you um I should probably go. We'll talk later. Because he says as he sees Spencer, who's like slow down to stare at him, Spencer, like she's staring at a car crash, like she's watching a cronut Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lurking. Yeah. So uh, but you know, it's
1: funny. A year later, Spencer's gonna be dating a cop too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately,
1: uh, one who
0: is only a little bit better than this guy.
1: <laughs> so do you wanna you wanna do some Hastings Center Theater here? I think so. Who do you wanna be? Up to you.
0: Uh, I guess I'll be Garrett. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she immediately puts on this like this like nice tone, and she's like, "Hey, are you back for more drivers, Ed?" It's like murderous placid smile. Yeah, uh,
1: just sweet discussing. Garrett says, "Uh, actually, I was hoping to see Jenna,
0: but she's staying home today." You two make an interesting couple. Has anyone ever mentioned that? I mean, I liked it better when you guys were keeping it a big secret. Now the mis all the mystery's gone.
1: It's very much channeling like veronica mars here well then think know? about
0: how fun this must have been for troy i have a theory that this episode was like a gift for norman buckley too but
1: yeah <laughs> and garrett says it was never a secret it was private spencer's like hmm. garrett says when the time was right we let people know yeah
0: well timing is everything
1: he keeps saying
0: things to me like they're supposed to mean something no no just that it's interesting you know the timing of things like the shovel that killed Allie turns up and all of a sudden you two are holding hands in the town square. Look, just because two things happen at the same time doesn't mean they're connected. Well, you know all about things being connected, don't you? Again, is that supposed to mean something? You know all about connections. Like, you're connected to Jenna and Ian and Jason. Almost like you guys are all members of the same club. He kind of sneers and turns away if she's not done yet. <laughs> Hey, where is Jason anyways? Nobody's seen him since that night we were arrested. He was at the police station and then all of a sudden he's gone. You were there that night. Do you have any ideas? Maybe
1: he got tired of you and your friends and he just went away, like Dr. Sullivan. Nice implied creepy. threat, yeah. Yeah, creepy. What a fun scene. Um, I mean Spencer, she's kind of re- revealing a card or two, just trying to get him to r- get get him rattled, but then in return he subtly threatens her back. And you right. see, some of her confidence
0: kind of fades away there. Well, it's 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 a nice scene that reminds you how good like Troyan can be with just about anyone. I mean, like, Garrett could have been played by a plant, and I think she still would have been amazing. But like she crushes this guy. She throws all of his his stuff back in his face. And he's very much like Ian, like, he was a part of the status quo. That's what made him so smarmy. And and he doesn't but I feel like Garrett never really fit in and he knows it. Mm-hmm. you know like that's always been his strength. he was always
1: like the the little kid in the group yeah like he's
0: always had low self-esteem um but i like that like his only as a lot of men in these situations his only comeback to her is the implied threat of physical violence mm-hmm. um so he's walking off he's gonna go find like a stake by which he can stick in spencer's heart um elsewhere in the school hallway we see i talking to another swim coach new swim coach yeah um man, these swim coach like they're like drummers from Spinal Tap. <laughs> Maybe
1: just because Rosewood High has such an amazing swim program that they're constantly like being recruited by like foreign nations to like run their Olympic teams or something. I
0: I, I wonder because like this, there's the two female swim coaches and there's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this coach is like filling some paperwork and then he's just like, "All my blood levels are good. The ulcer's completely under control. I'm totally okay to swim again. See, no exercise restrictions." the coach is like, that's really great, Emily. And the coach is ecstatic and she's enthusiastic and makes her a little bit pushy. And she's like, I can be at practice tomorrow. And the coach is like, well, I hope we can work something out. And the coach kind of walks off and Emily's confused and follows. And she's like, it's already worked out. I've got a clean bill of health. You've got it right there in your hand. And the coach kind of stops to break it down. And we're like, it's not just about your health, Emily. Being on a Tim is a privilege, not a right. And Emily's face is just like, for reals, bitch?
1: <laughs> coach is like, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? And it's like, man, you get busted for possession of a shovel. One time, suddenly your whole reputation goes hell. Yeah. Emily says, I'm almost finished with community service. The coach says, we have to think about what it means to the team. The sort of signal it sends to the other schools, we let you back.
0: It means that your best swimmer is back to kick some fucking ass. <laughs> That's what it means.
1: And Emily's like, what exactly are you telling me? And the coach says, I'm telling you it's not my call. I'm passing the buck here. Yeah. Uh, I had to talk to the principal. I'm sorry. Nice. Poor Emily.
0: The coach, by the way, looks like Aya Cash's mom. Um,
1: well, Emily is just constantly getting shit on for being like the most honest and transparent of the liars, you know? Yeah. Aria would have just like threatened this coach's family, friends, people who owed him money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's implied that Veronica Hastings would have like somehow put the coach in a legal bind. Mm-hmm. Um, but just think about how much time this show has spent or how much time on the show you've heard someone talking about the team's delicate fucking feelings and standing in the community you would think the swim coach is a person <laughs> and they're, they're very sensitive. Um, so meanwhile, in Miss Montgomery's class, the class about to start on the board uh, amongst the many notes, it says isolation and parentheses alienated. And then all of them desperately need to communicate their feelings. <laughs> and then it also says to be able to say yes to life.
1: Yes. Cause their new reading is the heart is a lonely hunter.
0: By Carson McCullers. Yeah. Um the, I wish we had more time to spend on like the the role of like literature in the show, especially like in this episode alone. Because the bell rings, Spencer walks up to Ella. So I'm just like, um, this is my extra credit report on Vonnegut. Which, oh man, I would love to read Spencer's ten pages on Vonnegut.
1: You know, she, what she hands over, it's she obviously like went to Kinkos to print this thing out. It's like professionally bound. Yeah, yeah. Like this, like special report.
0: Yeah, here's my here's my lithograph on mm-hmm. Vonnegut. Uh, <laughs> Pooty we such hastens right, become unstuck in time. Um, Ella is cold and takes it, and she's just like, Thank you.
1: Spencer says, So it's okay. And Ella's like, I look forward to reading it. Do you think she really reads it, or is she just like writes A on it?
0: I i don't know, but Ella is coming off like a classic I here. Well,
1: because Ella in the back for mine is like, Man, this is really weird because you're fucking Mr. Fitz. Like, that's <laughs> what she's thinking, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I just picture, like, later on, there's Byron, like, on the toilet, pants around his, like, uh, ankles, like, reading stuff. Why, why are we picturing this? because ella left it somewhere in the house
1: he's just reading spencer's report. (laughs) he's He's like this is really good (laughs) would byron say that or would he just be like i have a few thoughts about this
0: uh i'm sure he has some thoughts he wants Mm -hmm. to explain vonnegut to her because she's a woman what is the that lolita article i'm trying to remember the line is anytime a woman has an idea she's obviously in need of correction (laughs) yeah um so Ella just misses Spencer's eyes. Spencer kind of then turns, immediately crashes into Emily, knocking books out of her hands. And Emily's like, "Hey," So just like, "Sorry." Ari and Hannah kind of come in; they notice attention, the and Emily is going kind to of even the score.
1: She just whacks the books right out of Spencer's hands. Yes. Ella rushes over between them. She says, "Stop it!"
0: Well, I'm- Aria immediately looks at Hannah like,
1: "Did you see this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ella says, stop it. I'm tired of making allowances for you guys. You're supposed to be friends. Now go sit down. Spencer and Emily kind of glare at each other, and they reach down to pick up their books. Uh, Notably, they each take each other's copy of The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's pretty funny that Ella is teaching this book. when Her daughter is obviously an analog to a Mick Kelly from the book.
0: Uh, Which I think is going to become painfully uh, obvious to Ella, probably just later this very night.
1: I do have to question the set dressers here. They wrote Mike Kelly on the blackboard instead of Mick Kelly.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so Spencer sits down. She's very sullen. And then Emily gets a text that says, you were always my favorite. Want to make a deal? Hey, this is clearly a lie because we all know Hannah is Mona's favorite. Right. Emily's looking around, trying to be casual. Ella's kind of off by the door talking to students. Emily walks over to the blackboard. And there's that quote that says to be able to say yes to life. And so she, she kind of walks around, looks around. And then she takes chalk and circles the yes a few times and sits back down. So yes, I will. She's, she's said.
0: sent a signed A. Yes, I will. Uh, yeah, like Molly Bloom. She said yes. Um, She walks past Spencer, goes back to her seat. After the commercial, Arnie and Hannah are, are coming around. I just want, I feel like there's a potential missed opportunity to take away from the tension. But for Arya to be like, did you see that, Hannah? And Hannah's just like, what am I, Jenna? Of course I saw that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're in the hallway. Arya's walking with her tulpa here. Uh, talking about fits, of course, and this is for some reason I did not notice this earlier. But Arya is wearing like a gigantic kind of like hollowed out gold nugget around yes, her. Yes,
0: yes. I neck. have this note. What the fuck is this like smushed tree ring that's been drenched in gold? I mean, that can't be. That doesn't look comfortable. It
1: looks me. like it probably weighs forty pounds and is worth several hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like. We don't realize that Lucy Hale has, like, probably outrageous neck muscles or something <laughs> yeah. just from the, the fucking jewelry she carries around.
1: Well, she also has this, like, kind of, like, tight, horizontal, green, and white striped dress. It's, it's interesting. Arya usually doesn't wear stuff that's, like, super, like, kind of, like, tight or, like, you know, like, sexy. But, like, she's definitely, she's working on something today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hannah, meanwhile, I don't even know what she's wearing. Uh, just some sort of weird, weird Navy ish dress with like some weird patterns. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Arya says, it's the first time I've seen him in weeks and I can't say anything. And Hannah says, because of Mike. And Arya says, no, because I, I just, I can Also because of Mike. <laughs> and Hannah says, there was nothing you could do. You had to break up with him. I'm really glad that there's all this exposition here to help me remember how to a ended.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that they're coming back. From uh, uh, like the first half of the season and from the, the Halloween special, but it's also you know beneficial to us. Yeah, four years in the future.
1: And uh, let's see where are we at here. Uh, Hannah, Ari says, "I know," and Hannah says, "We've all got somebody to protect from A." And on top of that, all you've got Jackie the X to worry about. What did he ever see in her anyway? And Ari says, "I had no idea. Maybe she was like a late onset psycho." Oh, uh, just. Marinate, marinating that one for a little bit.
0: But Hannah smiles at that.
1: What is he seeing her? She's like a late-onset psycho. Hannah's <sighs> like, I have no idea. Mm.
0: <laughs> and Hannah
1: says, well, we'll take care of Jackie, but right now we just have to do what Spencer said. Just slay one dragon at a time, okay? And Arya like, makes some more pouty faces, but she smiles and she obeys Hannah, and she says, okay. And then she does this move that I totally love, where she she Walks clutches on to Hannah's arm with both her hands, like... Like a child or a lover, uh, and they just walk down the hallway Boy. like arm in arm together
0: because they're the same person. Like they're mm-hmm. gonna, they're gonna head off to face the world together. Of course, the world that they're facing takes the form of Emily, who immediately appears right in front of them. And there's a pause, and Emily's face is just like, "You bitches!" And then she goes around and go to her locker, but stares back at them for us. Hannah and Arya continue on. Um, the pop music on the soundtrack fades as we both, as we see the book Emily picked in class, "Hard, Lonely Hunter." There's a note inside that says 10 tonight. We also see that written on the inside of the book that says property of Spencer Hastings. Hmm. So I wonder if you're watching
1: this for the first time, I feel like I kind of had an idea what was going on. Are we supposed to think that like, Oh, Emily just stole some Intel from Spencer. Or are we supposed
0: to think like, Ooh, they're planning something. Well, I think on one hand, it's like, I know you girls are a little angry and you're a little passionate about your anger. But, like, could you really pick up the wrong books like that? It seems like classic spycraft. But with Emily getting the text from A, it then makes it hard to throw the suspicion. Like, if you're th- your trying to think the Spencer's yeah. doing something, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you kind of have to get that idea that this is a plot they all have going together. Mm-hmm. Um, so school courtyard. Uh Hannah's walking through drinking her coffee. Lucas comes running up to her and he's like, Hey. That is found, also an empty coffee thermos. I found another one. And she's like, Oh no. Is oh, like, that your Lucas voice? It's I can't do it. Okay. Um what can I say? He says, You're on the other side of, your side of the road for a month and there are a lot of cell phones in the world. People take pictures. Yes. I just marvel that Lucas got to ever tell Hannah that she was on the side of the road.
1: Um Hannah says, yeah, but why do they have to take pictures of me in an orange jumpsuit picking up beer cans? And Lucas says, this one wasn't so bad. And Hannah says, you looked at them? And he says, I have to look at them if I'm going to find them and take them down. Just imagine this conversation is about, like, some stolen nudes or something. It just gets so much creepier. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it basically is to Lucas. Yeah.
1: Hannah says, okay, show them to me. And he starts to open his laptop, and then she waves him off. She's like, no, no, don't show them to me. Okay, let me look. So you finally they sit down he opens up his laptop she's like what's that because there's a sports betting website DraftKings. kings yeah opened on uh, his laptop there so he quickly closes it foreshadowing he's like uh nothing i mean he could have just well i mean obviously he's feeling guilty about it. But he could have just said like oh it's just the sports website but anyway
0: um well he, he clicks away as quickly as possible to one of the pictures of hannah his guilty face almost makes arias look subdued and low-key
1: yeah, it's just Hannah in her jumpsuit, and Hannah's like, "Oh God, I look like a demented creamsicle," which is kind of funny because later on in the series she's gonna wear a blouse that has orange creamsicles on it that says "Happy Ashley." Yeah, yeah. Lucas says it'll be down by tomorrow. Uh, no, has, no, it
0: won't. He has a Rosewood Shark sticker on his la- on his laptop, and he has a Roadwood Shark Rosewood Shark's desktop background.
1: This call, level
0: of school spirit is shocking to me.
1: I call bullshit on that. It should be like a Star Wars background or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, topically, Star Wars does make an appearance in this episode. Does it? Yes. Okay. It, it will blow your fucking mind where it does.
1: All right. Uh. I yeah. This whole like, wh- what is he doing to get these images off the internet? Like, is he sending like like DMCA takedown requests or something? Like, the internet doesn't work like that.
0: Uh, we were talking before about our shock that supposedly Lucas comes back in six B as like rich. Mm-hmm. I am dying to know how it's like, I invented an app that helps you stalk your ex. Yeah.
1: Really? Uh, well, like on the one hand, you could be like, Oh, the internet doesn't work that way. On the other hand, maybe this is all intentional and like Lucas knows the internet doesn't work that way, but he's just yeah. pretending to do it. So he can basically just like Google his crush all day long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when he's not showing her like cats riding snowboard videos mm-hmm. and, and she- Hannah mm-hmm.
1: says, uh, look, you've been amazing, and I'm so, so grateful to you, but you're never going to find them all, all All these, are you? And he says, look on the bright side. It, it is the internet. You're up against talking dogs and people eating bits of, of sofa cushion. Freaky foodies. Hannah says, mm-hmm. And Lucas says, it's way more interesting than a pretty girl in an orange baggie, which is a weird way to describe a jumpsuit. Uh, Hannah says, I do not look pretty in these pictures. And Lucas says, like, you do, sort of, in a po- post-apocalyptic, ragtag bandit survivors kind of way.
0: The next Mad Max movie, Hannah Banana.
1: Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, okay, now you're just trying to make it feel better. Lucas says, and how is the how is that working? And Hannah says, surprisingly well. God, I hate you, Lucas. Yeah. And then we're going to cut to the uh, Bad Sad Dads Hour.
0: Well, I say, like, I, I didn't remember a lot of this episode. And, you know, the thing that registered the most surprise of this scene was upon rewatch. I figured there was no way Lucas would let it end without like, ruining any goodwill he's worked up with Hannah. Yeah, really. <clears throat> but yeah, back at Hollis, remember this place. Uh, we're in the uh, we're, we're outside the office of one Ezra Fitz, college professor and normal adult. And speaking of other normal adults, there's Byron in the Bad Sad Dads podcast. And he's like, I thought it was a good way to talk about architecture and context. I mean, people live in these buildings. It was a real world to them. <laughs> And Ezra's like, anything that gets people reading Henry James is fine by me.
1: Oh, they're so awful. Yeah, I got to give it up for uh, Ian Hardy in this scene. Ezra, he always has this twitch of fear in every scene he's in with Byron. Like, it's very subtle, but there's always, you can always see him, like, you know, walking around landmines whenever
0: he's talking to Byron. And yet, at the same time, Byron is, like, shipping their relationship so Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah, yeah. But I think you could probably infer that along with Mona and Ezra, Joseph Doherty is probably a Henry James fan. Um, <laughs> and Byron is like, yeah, we could combine classes. We'll show him the heiress. And Ezra's like, count me in. The heiress, by the way, is a 1949 movie starring Olivia de Havilland and Montgomery Cliff. It's based on a play that's based on the Henry James novel called Washington Square. Uh, so Byron knows
1: Ezra's got his like, big thermos mug of coffee there. It's like, right. Mr. Adult
0: uh byron really wants this time of ezra this will be their first like academic date together and then well, uh, it's,
1: this is like all part of byron's plan he's going to befriend ezra so he can be byron's wingman at like the local college bars now i i
0: i wonder i wonder if like if ezra had just you know not been a, a creep or blackmailed yeah. by his ex who is the same age as him for a relationship with a teenage girl if they had Hung out for a couple years, like eventually would if Byron have tried to groom Ezra to be his like son-in-law. I think
1: it's like, ooh, that's a good question, actually. um Hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I, Byron, it seems like he he always would treat Arya too precious to really like approve of anyone she dates, right? I mean, it, they'd have to be friends for a long time. Like, already would have to be, like, out of college before he'd well, be cool with that, I'm sure. you know,
0: it'd have to be legal, um, yeah.
1: too. Uh. Anyways, so... Well, I, I just want to throw out this metaphor here of uh, crazy, stupid love. Like, Byron is basically, like, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. and Ezra is Ryan Gosling. He's, like, that cool young guy that Byron wants to, like, go hang out with and, like, you know, hit the town with.
0: Okay. <laughs> Byron, I've had my schwans in your face for like half an hour now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you Steve Jobs? Uh so the, the Byron's cell phone rings. He seems concerned because he's a Montgomery. Mm-hmm. That that concern is basically on a billboard. Ezra sees it and he's like, Is everything okay? And Byron's like, I never used to wince when so my phone went off. Now I've got judges and lawyers on my speed dial. It's a different world.
1: Well, you know, Ezra's nodding, mentally making a note to remember that line from his book for his book later. You
0: know? Yeah. Uh, so Ezra's like, well, how are you holding up? And Byron's like, one day at a time, families get through much worse than this. Everyone's been very polite about what happened, very sympathetic, and I hate it. I know that underneath it, they're just glad it wasn't their kid that got in trouble. And Ezra's just like, hmm, I guess I know Arya well enough to believe that she would never do anything to hurt you and Ella. <laughs> just wait five episodes. Mm-hmm. And Byron's like, "Well, wow, nobody starts to hurt any- out to hurt anybody. And Ezra's what a like, weird no. thing to say. Yeah, no, no, they don't. And Byron's like, you should come back over. We'll finish that dinner. And that scotch, that serious scotch.
1: Well, you know that Ezra's like, no, they don't. Like, he's getting a little emotional. Yeah. Like, this is all about Ezra saying, like, one thing but me and another. He's just thinking about Ari the whole time.
0: I mean, okay. the only thing would be better is if Byron found an excuse to say to Ezra, Ezra, my boy, I'm glad you'll never betray me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should come over. We'll, you know, finish that dinner and that scotch, that serious scotch he gave me. Yeah. Ezra would love that. And Byron says, all right, I'll talk to Ella. And Ezra's like, great.
0: No, oh, we miss we missed Ezra saying I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> um poor Ezra, he just wants to find out some info about his teenage girlfriend, but her dad only wants to talk about his feelings.
1: Well it's like how can I manipulate this conversation into talking about Arya? It's it's a fun scene because there's obviously like this kind of fear and paranoia mm. from Ezra, but there's also calculation and manipulation too. You know, the kind of yeah. thing you'd expect from a predator. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to a uh, sad bastard Toby here. <sighs> Leaning up against a truck Spencer bought for him uh, in front of her house.
0: He looks like the saddest little boy ever. He's parked Mm -hmm. by the West Gate or whatever. Uh, She walks up. He looks excited. He's just like, hey. And she's like, hey. Don't you mean, hey? Hey. You you okay?" okay? Yeah.
1: And Spencer's like, yeah. And he says, you stopped picking up your cell. And I didn't want to call the house. Spencer says, "Well, my folks are in Philadelphia with Melissa." He's like, "Something wrong." Spencer says they wanted to see her to see a specialist. There's something irregular about her heart rate, so she's having these tests done, which what? is like all lies,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. What exactly, like Spencer? They they just made this up to get away from you. What exactly is different about Toby in this era? Like bigger hair, plate of less confidence. It's like some like it's like starting in season three. He stopped being like the taller version of Lucas, Mm -hmm. and basically became this like bro monolith. Yeah, there's there's some emoting. I think the hair is a big difference. But it's like it's like like Toby became more Keanu-ish. I felt like as as he progressed. Well. I mean, I'm sure the closer him
1: and Spencer got, the more fooling around they did. I mean, upped his confidence a little bit, you know? Granted, I'm totally
0: forgetting about that uh, amazing storyline with uh, his mom. Oh, God. Don't go there. Yeah. So Toby's like, you okay out here alone? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you're a with community service, right? And she's like, well, no. They tacked on two more weeks. And he's like, why? Well, because Emily mean, I had a fight. What, what's going on? Your best friends and possibly the same person.
1: <laughs> Spencer's like, I'm getting real tired of people telling me who my friends are. And he's like, well, and he, he turns around, he hops up in the bed of this truck and he's got something covered in a tarp there. And he's like two weeks is close enough. And so he pulls off the tarp and there's a very nice handcrafted wooden rocking chair underneath, which
0: after a very similar rocking chair made an appearance in the dollhouse. I am still wondering if Toby bought this somewhere. <laughs> Got it from Ikea. Yeah. He's like, well, I assembled it. I mm-hmm. kind of read the directions. <laughs> I
1: didn't use all the wood glue, though, so be careful. Uh, so Spencer, you know, obviously this just makes it hurt even more because it looks yeah. so nice. She's like, oh, it's beautiful. And he's like, I made it for you. And she's like, I can't take it. Why not? And she says, we've been over this. And Toby says, I told you the night they arrested you. I'm not walking away. Spencer says, do you hear what you just said the night I was arrested?
0: This is where he needs to be like, damn it, Spencer. Everyone in this town has been arrested.
1: (laughs) I've been arrested, too. He says, I don't care. Spencer says, well, I do. Please, Toby, I do. You have to stay away from me. She walks to the gate. So he jumps down to follow her. And he says, I can handle your father. And she's like, this isn't about my father. And he says, then what is it? I don't want you handling my father. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> you got Spencer's similarly to Toby voice. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I forgot to put a little Spencer line in there. Spencer says, I don't want you handling my father. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have to look over my shoulder and find you there. What I want is for you to forget about me. If you really want to worry about somebody, why don't you worry about your sister and that cop boyfriend of hers?
0: Ooh. Nice.
1: Yeah. She's finally like, look, I'm getting a little sick and tired of this fucking puppy dog act. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this scene, you know, poor Sad Toby here. This is like Arya Stark throwing rocks at Nymeria. Just yeah. like trying to get her to run away. Yeah. It's like, oh, Toby, I'm going to have to be mean to you to get rid of you. Yeah also the score is pretty good in this episode i noticed yeah uh nice kind of tense music and so toby he, he gets all hard now and he slams the tailgate shut and gets in his car and spencer just feels worse about herself i mean this is like the bread and butter of pll like a games like forcing liars to be horrible to people that they like for their own protection
0: yeah it's not just like the guilt and shame from your your past sins Mm-hmm. It's like forcing you to, to do those things again. And, and sometimes it's to the detriment of how you want, how you want to be. And sometimes with Hannah, it's like forcing you to do what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, remember the, uh, Hannah and Mona go riding? <laughs> yeah. And like Mona sits on the uh, microphone thing? Mm-hmm. Which in retrospect should have been the dead giveaway <laughs> that yeah. she was a, if not for Lucas, like giving Emily a creepy yeah. song at the same time. So later that night, in the middle of the woods, the greenhouse. Very spooky greenhouse in the dark, yeah. owl hooting. Uh, uh, it's a generally creepy location. It's a good set design, I think. I mean, this this is really effective. My only complaint is like later in the episode, it's a little too dark. Um, Emily's walking, walking her in and looks around. After a moment, the other three liars come out from around a corner, and they walk over to her. Emily hands Arya her phone, and Arya sees the A text from earlier. Arya reads it aloud because she's A. She says, you are always my favorite. I want to make a deal and emily smiles and says a took the bait and Arya smiles deviously she
1: has the most evil shit-eating grin on her face this would be perfect if she actually was a yeah
0: i mean hannah spencer is smiling too but it's nothing compared to the villainous wattage that aria is blasting oh i know
1: especially and with the, the the dark lighting and everything it's such a great smile so
0: after the commercial to in case you didn't get it hannah yells we pulled it off and Ari hands the phone back to Emily. And Emily says, A totally thinks we're not friends anymore. So I'm just like, they think that we had real evidence? And Hannah's like, okay, does it bother anybody that we don't actually have anything? We're just making it up. And Ari's like, but Jenna and Garrett don't know that. And Hannah's like, I, I don't know. It just scares me that Emily's doing this alone. And is like, oh, no, she's not going to be alone. We'll be outside, said the said the brave <laughs> soul who will never be anywhere near this.
1: Yeah. And Hannah says, yeah, but it's just the four of us. And he says, Hannah, every time we ask someone for help, they end up collateral damage, like Dr. Sullivan. And he's like, yeah, or a traitor like Garrett. Spencer says, It was so creepy having to talk to him, but it was totally worth it to rattle his cage.
0: Also, I crushed his fucking
1: ego. Yeah. Are you? They all nod. Like, they're so it's funny how wrong they are about Garrett in this. Like the, the yeah. Garrett thing is like a total red herring. Well, he has nothing to do with it.
0: We don't talk about it as much, but it's to a sense, it's a lesser version of the other narrative of Jenna. Here's a guy who probably has no no confidence anyway and here they are just bullying him again (laughs) in a way he deserves it though Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, and so Ari says so tomorrow and everyone that's watching is going to believe that emily went totally rogue and that she wants a box that jason gave me spencer says the one with the evidence and then to hannah that doesn't really exist you got that you big dummy hannah Hannah, i roll yeah hannah says are you sure that a is going to follow emily and spencer's like absolutely and says I'm the weakest link, and the weakest link wants some payback.
0: Well, Spencer is so excited to say that, absolutely, that that Mm -hmm. excitement kind of freaks Hannah out.
1: Yeah, well, they're all very pleased with themselves. This is one of the few times that their plans sort of works. Like, they actually are a step ahead of A here. They don't just think they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, of course, who can fuck it up? Only themselves. Um. Especially Arya. The next day, we get that classic exterior shot of Rosa from above, which I don't think we get anymore. Stock shot, yeah.
1: Yeah, we um, got that same shot was used in an episode of Agents of Shield, which I thought was very funny. Oh, was it really? Which is further cements the canon that Mona's real parents are uh, Coulson and Melinda May.
0: I just remember last last year at this time watching Gremlins and seeing that shot in Gremlins Mm -hmm. and freaking out. Uh, So Hannah's house, Hannah, Hannah Lucas walk into her place, seemingly fresh from the comic shop which is uh, a great opportunity for me to suggest yet again that they should be making PLL comics. Um, Hannah says, so what's the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel? Lucas is like about 1298. Um, Hannah's laughing. Then she looks over and there in her kitchen is Remy Lebeau. I mean, Gambit. I mean, Tyler Blackburn, AKA Caleb. And big
1: smile on his face. Yeah. Did you miss me?
0: Did you miss me? Yeah. And Hannah (laughs) drops a comic in her hand, runs over to Caleb for some smooches. And there, and then he takes her on the table. Yeah. (laughs) Mounts her on the table. As Lucas just watches. Yeah, folds his arms over his chest and sighs and doesn't leave and doesn't look away. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, Hey, Lucas, why don't you get lost? Yeah. <laughs> so later at school, we see the sign advertising the swim meet, Rosewood High versus Rollins High. Uh, there's a sign nearby showing all the years that the boys' team are champs. And I noticed that it goes back to 1965, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting.
1: Um, so we I see a little sticker here there for Rosewood
0: Sharks. that it says, it's a shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> We see Emily looking despondent. Uh, she's just a- watching all this because she's not allowed to play in these Ranger games. Well, she
1: does this totally sad, like, wave. Like, like wave to the coach. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't do anything, so I'm just going to watch the rest of the swim team. Yeah. Like a weird creep. Yeah. Emily sighs. Garrett comes up to town and buys two tickets. Emily watches this. Because everyone goes to the Rosewood High swim meets. It's like the hottest ticket in town.
0: Speaking of which, Toby comes up besides Emily, also seeing Garrett. Takes a few, took me a few solid minutes here before I remember that they were ever friends. Uh, and Toby's just like, he follows her around like a trained monkey. It's worse when he comes to the house. And I just like, can you imagine the sex sounds that Toby overhears in that oh, house? God. I feel like it's a lot of Jenna barking orders and Garrett like apologizing. I'm so sorry about this. Mm-hmm. This is not what I'm usually like. It's usually longer. Um, Emily's like, I didn't see Jenna. Is she here? And Toby looks around like, must be in the girls' room. And Garrett
1: is back to uh, eating his M&Ms and being creepy. They're watching him. (sighs) And Toby, lamely, because he doesn't have anything else to say, says, still supporting the sharks. And Emily says, they're swimming against Rollins High. Thought I'd make some noise. So she starts to walk off, but he stops her and he says, can I ask you something? And he says, sure. And he says, what the hell is going on with Spencer? (laughs) Poor form, Toby. Girl good. Yeah. And Emily's like, you're going to have to talk to her about that. And he says, she's not talking. And Emily says, I can't help you, Spencer. Sorry. And he says, Emily, don't shut me out, too. Emily's vulnerable
0: like, Toby is vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
1: Emily's like, I'm not shutting you out. It's just not. It's just not good for any of us right now, Toby. Um, this This scene, if you imagine that Emily is Spencer's imagined personality, lots of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like Emily. I really need to talk to Spencer right now.
0: Just imagine if you could get like a scene where you know the two groups we split them up into. If in those groups they just switched, mm-hmm. like if Spencer just played Emily for a scene, and vice versa. You know if Arya played Hannah for a scene, and vice versa. I feel like I feel bad for Ashley Benson because I mean that's a heavy role to step into <laughs> the shoes of Arya Montgomery. Oh yeah. So, oh. Toby just goes and buys a ticket by himself. I mean, he's really letting his wallet do the talking as far as his school spirit is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, meanwhile, at Hollis, Arya doesn't give a fuck about swim meets. She's knocking and then letting herself in Ezra's office, which is empty. Empty. No Ezra. And this is huge. Ezra oh, has yeah. a Star Wars thing on his desk. He has a Stormtrooper helmet sitting on top of an AT-AT. Oh, shit. Interesting. I feel like Ezra's a Star Wars it, fan. Had to be a gift. Mm-hmm. You
1: don't think Ezra's a star's hand?
0: I I feel like he can probably rattle off something he knows about Joseph Campbell, and that's about it.
1: How old? I'm trying to think of how old Ezra. is. I feel like Ezra's timeline. the
0: guy. Like he maybe saw a New Hope, or maybe saw Empire, and he's just like, "Yeah, I uh, I totally ship Luke and Leia, or whatever." And people are like, "Ooh." <laughs> so he um,
1: probably have been born in like 1990 or so, probably. I think timeline wise. So yeah, 89, 90.
0: Mm-hmm. um so yeah aria's coming in returning a book she sits down as her dad starts to pull a note out of it fidgeting and then well it's from- like she
1: was gonna leave this note in the book but then she pulls it out like she's second guessing herself yeah
0: and then we hear what are you doing here it's from jackie melina jackie melina out of fucking nowhere right behind aria
1: boom jackie's like you've got a very short memory we had a deal you were going to stay away from him Arya says i did stay away from him we broke up i'm just returning a book jackie's like returning a book i saw she snatches the note out of ari's hand and ari's like look i didn't and she tries to lunge for the note but jackie just holds it over her head where Ari can't reach it because Ari is three feet tall
0: well i was like well in my notes i have paloma guzman is basically three feet taller than lucy hale as are all of us yeah
1: she's just like "Oh, can't get it up here yeah and ari says i didn't leave it i was taking it with me and jackie says I can show this to your father, too. You think I won't do what I promised? This is your game. You pick the rules. And just then, Ezra loudly shuts the door behind them. He's, he's, he's heard some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the commercial, Jackie's gone.
0: Well, it, in retrospect, this has got to be the greatest moment in Ezra's life. Mm-hmm. Two women are fighting over him. They're both beautiful, both crazy, mm-hmm. both exes, and one is illegally young.
1: And they're, like, blackmailing each other.
0: Yeah, they're they're blackmailing each other. This is, like, the cover to the Ezra comic book where they're fighting over him and they might strip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so later then Ezra's office, just Ari and Ezra, Jackie's gone. He's seen. She's,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: She's sitting on the couch, having to explain herself why Ezra pace is processing all this new shit that's come to light.
1: And Ari says, she said she'd destroy you. She'd go to my dad and he'd have you fired. Ezra says, yeah, at least I know why you broke up with me.
0: Isn't that special? Now Ezra has some fucking validation.
1: Yeah. And Arya says, yeah, before Jackie, I don't think I understood how how dangerous it was, what we were doing.
0: I <laughs> want Ezra to be like, not for you!
1: It's like, eh, that's just one more reason you don't date a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, Because one, one she one never minute. really realized how dangerous it
0: was. Yeah, One of them.
1: Yeah. And Ezra says, did you stop because of Jackie? Or because you were afraid. She comes over to him and she says, I was afraid for you. I didn't want to see you get hurt. And he says, I should have told your mother the truth about us at the police station. Probably not the best place to do it. All right. He's like, You tried. And he's Shrugged. like, I should have tried harder. I should have tried so hard that I didn't date a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, But I saw that look in your eye that Steely, I know what you've done look. And I, I fold. I'm sorry, her eye. I saw that look in her eye that Steely, what? I know what you've done look. And I, I folded.
0: Ella gave Ezra a look that made him feel shame because of something he's doing that he should be ashamed of. <laughs> and that made him feel bad.
1: Yeah. Ari's like, I know that look. And they just both stare at each other forever. And she caresses his cheek. And she's like, I have to go. She gets her purse. And he's like, Arya, I'm not going to let Jackie destroy anything or anybody. Arya says she means what she said. Ezra says, you still trust me? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he says this. And there's something you and I need to do this afternoon. And, and Ari's, Ari's like, Boy. Oh my, yeah,
0: um, yeah, and so just to clarify, when we say another reason why you shouldn't date a sixteen-year-old because she'll she won't get how serious it is what you're doing, Mm -hmm. she's not that that, that's okay. Legally, (laughs) she doesn't have to get what you're doing. You're the one committing the crime. That's right. (laughs) So at the swim meet, people are diving in and swimming and cheering. It's a thing. Um, in the school courtyard. Speaking of bros, Caleb's walking through. He just
1: he, saunters in, smelling of sex and cell phone hacking,
0: and uh, Clo- and chlorine. Uh, mm-hmm. He finds Lucas sitting on a table by himself, and Caleb's like, "Hey, you're missing all the action."
1: Lucas says, "Too much chlorine." Well, he's
0: putting in eye drops.
1: Yeah, probably just because he's high.
0: Yeah, uh, and Caleb's, Caleb's just- like, "Oh, you want you want to do- you want to do the lamest he sings dinner theory theater? <laughs> you allergic? Uh, well, no. Yeah. Um." I'll let you do, Lucas.
1: Okay. Intolerant. There's
0: supposed to be a difference. (laughs) Kev just kind of like, and Kev's like, hey, listen, I wanted to say thank you for keeping an eye on Hannah while I was away. You have more lines? Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. don't And now that I'm
1: back. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote those lines. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I write lines for characters
0: and forget about them. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm back, you can go ahead and scream and feel me. Uh, Well, I I was going to put, like, Lucas seems even more effeminate and powerless as he's looking up and dabbing his eyes and what have you. Like, it just makes him seem more inferior to Caleb. Sorry, I just knocked my headphones out.
1: Oh. Uh Yeah, Lucas is, he's just, this is the ultimate, like, alpha move by Caleb here. He's just like, let's make sure we're clear on who's playing what roles here yeah yeah um so
0: lucas says how's california uh different and the new family i still sort of feel like a foreign exchange student but i like them and they seem to like me
1: so what's not to like this is so awkward by the way
0: well lucas is just so sly and hopeful he's like the beta boy iago yeah
1: yeah and lucas says so are you going to back for good Because can you please?
0: Mm, It's complicated.
1: Oh, All the Halo fans just took a big, long, satisfying drag off their cigarettes right there.
0: (laughs) My mom gave up her parental rights. You can't just change that. Of course,
1: so did your Uncle Daddy Jamie. Mm -hmm. Lucas says, well, that's what lawyers are for. Do you want me to hire you one?
0: (laughs) I thought I would stay here and finish out the school year. And then what? Figure it out when I finish. But hey, if you can't put me up, I'll totally figure something out. No, you're more than welcome to stay with me. I was just wondering how long you'd be around. Please go away. Even Caleb is like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Caleb and Lucas here, like, with friends like these, I'm actually kind of glad that Caleb got to bro down of Toby. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it makes me, in retrospect, like, think about how sad it was that month Caleb had to spend with Ezra while the liars from the dollhouse. Oh, man. I mean, I bet he even looked back on the shitty times of Lucas' house on days, but... Uh, uh,
1: at least Toby and Ezra aren't trying to fuck his girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lucas says, so have you thought about the future? Yeah, so Caleb just clued in on how fucking weird it was. He's like, Lucas, I owe you a lot, but right now you're talking like a guidance counselor.
1: You don't owe me anything, he says passive-aggressively.
0: What do you mean? If you hadn't talked me into coming back into town, none of this would have happened.
1: Lucas says, yeah, the thought did occur to me. It's like Caleb's
0: like thinking like, why do I even bother with?
1: Well, life? Caleb, he does it. He gives it's very friendly, but very alpha pat on the shoulder to Lucas. There. Yeah. If I make plans, you'll know about him. I'm not the one you need to keep in your plans. Don't worry about
0: Hannah, okay? Ugh.
1: Don't you be fucking, a shit, Lucas.
0: You fucking prick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretending to be friends with somebody, you're just gonna resent them because they're dating somebody else. Ugh. So, is it
0: in the next episode that Hannah whacks Lucas with the ore? hmm maybe it might be the one after i can't remember okay i mean yeah. that was a relief to me as i was re-watching this scene <laughs> knowing that that was coming in lucas's immediate future um elsewhere hannah comes to a door out of this swim meet we hear more cheers uh, spencer's out there in the hallway or whatever on her cell phone hannah walks up to her and she's like hey it's the last event the last heat and i like, where's Arya? We said we were going to do this together. Speak of the devil. Arya comes running in. And she's like, speak of the devil and she shall appear. Yeah. Arya's like, I'm sorry. It's complicated. Hannah's like, that's my expression. I <laughs> was <Arya's laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer's just like, so is this. And Han- Arya's like, I'm here. Okay. Don't get snippy with the shisher. Yeah. Uh, just then the doors open. People start spilling out of the pool areas. You know, more crowd chatter. And coming off all the other people, there's Emily, and she eyes down Spencer and the other like, this is the fucking okay corral. Mm-hmm. She starts marching towards them, Spencer starts to turn away, and Emily comes up to her, grabs her, flips her back around to face her. Emily is in the hell have no fury mode, and she's like, okay, it's every man for himself. I want the box that Jason gave Aria. Just then, Lucas and Caleb are coming around the corner, they see this, Spencer's like, are you going to get it. Lucas, Caleb, Toby, Garrett, they're all watching. Yeah, it's, it's interesting who you don't have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the theory were true, this would be the scene that would be just nuts for everyone to watch, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spencer
1: says, well, you're not going to get it. And Emily says, guys, Spencer's only looking out for herself. We have to cut a deal with. And Spencer's like, shut up, Emily. And Emily's like, where is it? And Spencer says, it's safe. And Emily says, where? And Hannah says, don't tell her. Spencer says, it's hidden and it stays hidden until I want it found. And Emily says, you forget. We all learn to keep how to keep secrets from the same person. I'll bet I know where it is. Lucas is looking pretty shady right now. So Mona is not seen in this episode. Is Lucas reporting to her? You have to wonder. Um, I think it's very clever to keep Mona out of this episode, to, just to keep her off the radar. You you don't really notice it too. You know, if you're yeah. not
0: if you're not really thinking about it. It's it's interesting though when you look at all of these things that led up to the end of season two, mm-hmm. and I feel like people could just as easily call bullshit. On the the mona reveal almost more so than like the cc um i guess there's there's much more glaring timeline issues going into the end of like 6a but it's always fascinating like when you have like no mona in this scene Mm -hmm. it's a huge scene and i just think about the anecdote like janelle we want you to act exactly like you (laughs) did in the greenhouse and she's like i wasn't there um yeah, so, so Spencer looks like she's enjoying this a lot. Uh, Emily storms off, walking right between Caleb and Lucas. Toby's watching all this. Spencer turns to her kittens, and she's just like, let's get out of here. Let's roll, bitches.
1: And uh, then Emily off in another hall. She gets a text that says, see you tonight, BFF A," And she smiles because the bait has worked. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to cut to the most awkward scene ever.
0: Uh, the most wonderful scene ever. This is the one that I feel like, I, I feel like when the script was delivered to Norman Buckley, there was a note that was just like, don't say I never gave you nothing <laughs> or whatever. This scene's really good. It's hard for me to
1: watch because it's so uncomfortable.
0: I, uh, if you're listening to this and you're rewatching this episode, this scene, I suggest you pour yourself a, a glass of fine wine and drink in the facial expressions of Byron and Ella because they are delicious
1: um i mean there's there are so many awkward silences
0: here that seem to last an eternity well, just some some dropped jaws mm-hmm. um the mcgowan living room this is their original living room remember that uh well we've got, got we've got uh, fitz standing up
1: yeah. byron and ella are on the couch aria's kind of like sitting on like the low seat armchair nearby looking extremely eager yeah byron and ellen are just kind of confused well
0: what the hell do Byron and Ella think is about to happen?
1: Yeah. And Ezra, <laughs> leading off strongly, says... Oh,
0: great, great. There's silence for a moment. Great yeah. sound effect of the ticking clock as everyone's just watching Ezra.
1: Ezra, by the way, just to view you the full image here, of has some kind of like brown pants on, a kinda gray long sleeve shirt buttoned all the way up with a very skinny black tie.
0: Well, like... Did Byron think that Ezra's just going to come over and, like, recite a poem and then yeah. have, like, a Scotchy Scotch playdate with him? Ezra
1: says, I wanted to clarify something. Yeah, clarify. And he kind of gestures to Arya and he says, we wanted to tell you something important. Just imagine this is all with, like, 30 seconds of silence between every line. Yeah. And yeah. Byron Ellard's like, what the
0: fuck is this? Well, like, are they, like, are these two about to, like, do a skit for us? Yeah.
1: And Arya. She's, like, rubbing her hands together. She's well, she so is riveted.
0: She's literally Only. on the edge of her seat. Yeah.
1: Byron and Ella don't know what's going on. And, uh... Where am I? Ezra looks scared shitless here. It's uh, like he a stand-up he, comedian who's bombing. He keeps looking at Arya, and he says, I'm in love with your daughter. And everyone's totally speechless.
0: Ella shocked. Byron, heartbroken. They're
1: just like, what? <laughs> Ezra says, I love Arya. Uh, and Ella... I love this. she reaches over without looking, just like feeling for Byron's hand. Like, I need something to hold on to right now. Yeah,
0: Holly Marie Combs is amazing. <laughs>
1: the silence just goes on and on. Eventually, Arya just gets up and walks over to stand next to Ezra. And she says, we met before school started this year. Just then Mike comes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And Ella's like, Mike, you should go back upstairs. Mm-hmm. And Ezra says, I wanted you to know that this started before Aria was assigned to my class. Just clarifying away.
0: And I was like, what? Started, and Byron's like, "Wait, wait, what, 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 what do you mean?" Before she was assigned to your class, and I was like, "She wasn't my student then." And Byron's like, "She wasn't your student then." He's like, "Sounds good to me." Yeah, Ella looks at Arya like, like ready for her to reveal that this is a joke, mm-hmm. and this- I was like, "This can't be true." Arya
1: nodding enthusiastically, he's like, yeah, "It she- is really." She takes his hand. And she's like, "I love him." it's like, What what this you know this, what's going on? This happened while you were a teacher? Ezra looks like he he's like
0: about to and like he knows he's about to end up in a coffin.
1: <laughs> Ezra says yes, and then both of the parents are standing up now, and Byron says, Do you understand what you're saying? And Ezra says, Yes, I do. And Ella says, No, I don't think you do, because if he did, you wouldn't be standing here. You wouldn't dare. I love that line. And Byron says, Arya, go upstairs, take Mike with you. And Arya says, no, no, I, I'm staying here. And Byron says, if this is true, what you're telling us, and Ezra's like, it is. And Alice's like, no. And Ezra says, what I'm hoping can happen is, <laughs> oh, it yes. Byron says, no, what is going to happen is you're going to leave this house right now. And he's like, Mr. Montgomery. And Byron's like, end of conversation. And Arya's like, dad, just, and was like, Arya, no. And Ezra's like, Byron, and Byron says, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Yeah. And this is Mike's cue because Byron starts to make a move towards Ezra. And so Mike kind of jumps in between them and gives Ezra a nice little punch right in the face. Yay, yeah. Mike. Uh, and he's like, Mike. And yeah. Byron kind of wrestles Mike away. And Ezra stands there
0: totally stunned. Just like, God, what a cross I bear. Well, uh, Mike does this like tough bro strut right out of there. And he just goes and holds the front door open.
1: Yeah. And Ezra, he like wipes a little blood from his mouth. And he has this barely
0: concealed sneer, like, oh my god, Arya, can't your no. family be more chill? Well, like, he can't believe this happened to him, that he hasn't gotten what he wants. Mm-hmm. And he just turns to Arya, like, looking at her like this is her fault. Mm-hmm. And, and Arya is just like, maybe you should go.
1: Ezra, it's like he's looking around and saying, like, for the record, I was the honorable one here. Like, that's that's the way he's looking around, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like this is the evolution, I think, of Magic Mike on the show, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It and, seems delicious. Oh, my
1: God. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the insanity of Arya thinking this is all going to be fine.
0: <laughs> well, it's, this more like the insanity of Ezra. Yeah. Well, yeah he Ezra said to too. her, like, do you still trust me? And it's like after this, Arya, do you? <laughs> I don't know. God, these these two are so backwards. Kylo Well, it's,
1: it's one of those things where you start thinking, like, well, what would be the right way to do this? And it's like, uh, not dating her. That would be the right way to do this, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, especially since we found out that he knew all along mm-hmm. who she was. It makes it even weirder when you add in like that layer. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So after the commercial, it's night in the Montgomery home. Byron is at the drinking cart, pouring himself a glass of Ezra serious Scotch. Like that has to be
1: intended, right? I mean, yeah. The, the fact that they both drink scotch, we're going to see Ezra drink the same kind of scotch later. Right?
0: Well, and there's there's some great angles here cuz behind Byron's head and his coverage, there's this whole wall of pictures of like young Arya or like young Lucy Hale. <laughs> uh so who do you want to be in this scene?
1: Um I guess I'll be Byron. Okay. Uh so Byron and Ella talking here. Byron says, "And you knew about this?" I did
0: not know about this. I thought I knew about Spencer Hastings. Spencer? I thought she was dating the carpenter. (sighs) Yes, I saw them together, and you heard the same rumors I did. And you talked to him about Spencer? Yes. And he lied to your face. Well, maybe I didn't give him a chance to tell me the truth. Well, this is not
1: about telling the truth, all right? This is about what he did. He's finished. The man is finished. Oh, I suppose he is. I love that Ella's thinking about her daughter here. And Byron's just thinking about revenge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Byron says, you suppose... You were here. You heard what he said. Of course I did. Well, then what's left to suppose? It's just that I realized that this happened when we came home. That has nothing to do with this. I'm just trying to understand what she was thinking by getting involved with a teacher. Hmm. What could
1: could possibly have inspired that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this is not about what she was thinking. This is about what he did. All right. We're talking about somebody who should have known better. Pot, meat, kettle. Oh, I love that. It shouldn't have started, but it was his responsibility to stop it. Well, and she gives him that "oh really" look. Ella's just like, "Hmm, let me think about the idea of Byron Montgomery lecturing me about a man's responsibility." Hmm, I'm just gonna think about that. Meanwhile, Arya's like creeping downstairs. She walks right up. Can I say something, please?
0: Then Ella says, "Like, of course you can."
1: Arya says, "Don't make up your minds right now. You can't figure out in one night what I'm still trying to understand myself." Ella just turns to look at her, and Arya's like, I love you so much. I love him too. So please, just just imagine for one minute that this is real. Because it is. I swear that it is. The
0: body language here is that Byron can't even look at Arya. Yeah. And Ella will look at her, but can't hide how upset she is. Byron, oh, yeah,
1: they're so disgusted. Byron's
0: just, like, tapping his whiskey glass when he dismisses her. Just go to your room, Arya. Dad?
1: Mom? Go upstairs. Oh, poor Ella yeah like they're both about to cry, basically, Ellen Byron, yeah. sorry, it finally just turns and leaves.
0: Well, they both just aged ten years mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then then we cut to moody dark Ezra yeah. drinking his own serious scotch. It this, can't be a coincidence that uh the the
0: father and the father figure here both drinking scotch. well, I think it's interesting on the eve of season six B here's Ezra trying on his swim trunks to take a quick little lap in the uh, sea of alcohol mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the scotch sitting in his lap, too, uh, right next to. Lying down on him. his couch, yeah, in his Where office. He, the the glass is laying near part of his problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the door to his office is open. Jackie Million walks past, stops, and she sees him there through the doorway. He sees her, looks away, and she's like, don't be angry. And Ezra has a puffy lip, LOL. <laughs> and he's just like, angry doesn't begin to describe how I feel about you right now. Oh, shit. You haven't seen
1: him when he's angry, Jackie. <laughs> Ezra's like, "That's my secret. I'm always emotionally available to sixteen-year-olds." Yeah. Well, she walks in, and he's just like, "Who said you could come in?" Ooh. Uh, Jackie says, "Ezra, you're making a terrible
0: mistake. I had to do something to wake you up, wake you up to what was happening." Oh, here we go. He okay. sits up. He holds the glass to his lips, and he says, "Like a real psychopath." <laughs> Bad idea to wake a sleepwalker, and then takes a sip of the whiskey, and of course has to rub his lip.
1: One of the more insane, like murder psycho things, are has ever said on this show. Yeah, yeah. Bad idea to wake a sleepwalker. That probably sounded so badass in his head, and instead he just sounds like a like a predator. And uh, he drinks some scotch. He winces, touches his lip, and Jackie's like, "What happened to your lip?" And he just ignores this and goes to pour himself some more serious scotch. <laughs> and Jackie's like, "You told her parents? Did Professor Montgomery hit you?" And Ezra's like, "No, that was her bro- That was what her brother brought to the party." jackie says what did you expect was gonna happen he's like go away jackie and jackie's like she was a teenager and you were her teacher he just gets up in her face and he's like get out there's nothing i want from you and i will not let you do anything to her so get out so she's just completely disgusted and goes out of there
0: yeah um he gets up shuts the the door to his office this is the last time we see her until uh the college essay thing yeah um I had to wonder if Jackie feels kind of miserable here not not because of what she did necessarily with Arya, but like I'm sure she looks down on Ezra as one should, but it's like when you when you break up with somebody and you later find out that they're not doing well, there's like that small part of you that kind of feels responsible regardless of whether or not you are. you know what I mean like like she broke hmm. off their engagement and then he's dating a, a student. I
1: mean she may be also be thinking, yeah, I made the right move too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, this was always in Ezra's bag of tricks, um, amongst other shitty things. So, mm-hmm. Hannah's kitchen at night. Hannah's grabbing something out of the kitchen drawer. She's on the phone with Spencer, and Hannah's like, and I left ten minutes ago. I'm almost at, out the door. In Spencer's house at night, we see Spencer come marching down the stairs, and she's like, I'm going now. And she's wearing her, like, doing dirt beanie. Yeah,
1: they're both in, like, mischief gear, like, dark doing crime. She's got her, Spencer's got her
0: beanie on. Oh, right, so, Hannah, this is... We're coming up on the moment where I was gonna ask you if you could make a gif of it, because I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. Hannah's like, I'm trying to think of what we're forgetting to bring. And then mm-hmm. we get this genius moment I totally forgot about, where Spencer <laughs> hears what Hannah says. She stopped the bomber search, she pauses, looks around, at the poker by the fire, at the candlestick holder or something, over to the knives in the kitchen, and then the spell wondering about arming up is broken. And she's like, I think we're all set. I'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, are we forgetting what to bring? Yeah, I think you need the the gif needs to be like the fire poker, the candlestick the uh knives in the kitchen and then just like think that shot uh from pulp fiction where he looks up at the katana sword yeah. <laughs> like i think you need that
0: in there and then maybe uh uh like a quick thing of like mrs white like flames on the side of my head and then uh you know aria doing the shush move
1: i think you're making a little disjointed gif there
0: <laughs> it's like a, like a three minute gif <laughs> yeah
1: spencer says i think we're all set i'll see you soon and he says okay so Spence hangs up and then goes to the door and opens it and there's Toby right outside and she kind of gasps and he just walks right in, lets himself in. She's speechless. She really doesn't have time for this bullshit right now.
0: Defeated sigh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Meanwhile, Hannah is trying to leave and her mom calls down from the stairs. She's like, Hannah, you can't go anywhere right now. Your father's on his way over. He wants to talk to us together. And it's like, well, fucking great, you know. And I was like, timing. So then, we, of course, we cut to Emily driving through the woods. The only one who's going to make it to their trap on time and get murdered.
0: Well, I like the shot, the, the camera on the hood, like, like showing the right side of her car mm-hmm. the driver's seat as it's like, like as the frame is like falling away into the woods behind her. And she marches off into the unknown. Uh, Spencer's great room. Toby's just marching around, speaking his fucking mind. What what does does this? He say? Is this my turn? Yes. Yeah, is you do some Toby?
1: You want to give me a hard time. That's one thing. But you can't treat Emily like that. I'm not going to let it happen.
0: What is going on between Emily and me? Or it was between Emily and me. So just forget it.
1: She tries to walk out and he cuts her off and kind of pushes her back inside. Forget it. I'm just going to watch two people I care about rip into each other. Right. I'm going to do that.
0: This is the reason I hate Toby even before he faked his death to drive <laughs> Spencer nuts. And she's like, for everybody's sake, just stay out of it.
1: Stay out of what, Spencer? After everything that's happened. How can you just stand there and tell me there's something I'm not supposed to know about?
0: Um, and then Spencer says the words that I wish they'd put on a T-shirt and sell for charity. <laughs> what do I have to do to make you leave me alone? Seriously, she tries to leave out through the other entrance, but he like
1: kind of grabs her and spins around again. I mean, he's like full on like Will Sampson mode here. Yeah, he's like tell me about the night you found the shovel.
0: I told you. I told you what happened.
1: Yeah, you said somebody tricked you into finding it, and I believe you. But ever since that night, the four of you have been acting like.
0: And he's like grabbing her wrist, and she's like, acting like what?
1: Like, like Allie is still running things, playing you against each other. Today at school, you sounded just like Allie when you talked to Emily. He thinks he's landed some big crushing blow here, yeah. but Spencer is like just disgusted, like totally different reasons. She tries to yank her hands away. We won't let her. And he's like, Jenna always said that you wanted to take Allie down, replace her. I didn't think that was true until today.
0: I mean, it's a minor chord of Spencer, but it's also one of the most fucked up things Toby ever said to her. Yeah, it's like, Fuck <laughs> like you. Well, this is this is how he's reacting. He's, he's getting her back for what she said to him earlier. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not like that.
1: Then what is it like? I can't do this. Don't ask me. Spencer.
0: No, don't ask me now. Ask me after tonight.
1: What difference is one night going to
0: make? It could change everything, but I need you to let me go. I need you to promise that you won't follow me. And for God's sakes, don't eat psychedelic gummy bears. <laughs> it's
1: a great tense scene. Uh, the music, again, really on point. Um, I know canonically Toby was supposed to join the A-Team in like episode 310 or something, but doesn't it make so much more sense if this was like after this episode was when he joined?
0: Yeah, I uh, I think so. But... What always bothered me was her sudden, like, no, don't ask me now. Ask me after tonight. Because, like, she's, you know, pissed off. that He keeps getting in her way. She's annoyed of him. Sure, she's feeling bad for hurting him. But he's just said this whole shit about her acting like Allie, trying to replace Allie. Jenna was right about her. I can't believe that she's, like, trying to strike this hopeful chord of him. Or she,
1: she carries so much guilt around of the things she has to do to protect the people she likes that she... Ends up ignoring how shitty they're being to her. You know, she's basically blaming it all on
0: herself. Unless it's her parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we get the car POV shot, like, driving down the, the winding road at night. Uh, if you add in some, like, whooshing sound effects, this could basically be, like, a, like a shot from, like, a David Lynch movie. Um, we see Emily's driving her car still, and she's made kind of a skidding turn. Well,
1: she, yeah, turns onto some side street. Like, apparently it's greenhouse is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so then we're back at Casa Marin ashley and hannah are meeting with hannah's awful dad and Mm -hmm. ashley's like congratulations again on getting married fucker and tom's just like thank you
0: well like the sad thing about this dynamic is i feel like ashley feels like she has to be extra cordial to tom because she's the one who's going to get the negative image no matter what well i think the the other angle the
1: the other angle here is that ashley can pretend to be the nice one because she knows her daughter is going to have her back here and like Hannah's gonna say all the things Ashley would like
0: to say, you know. But, but I feel like the problem is that Ashley's gonna feel responsible, like she's the one who failed. Yeah. You know, I mean? Like, like if Hannah says something very true but very shitty to Tom, Tom is gonna turn to Ashley, like, what a bad mother you are. Yeah. Hannah says, well,
1: at least now you won't have to send back all your gifts. <laughs> and Ashley's just like, Hannah. And Hannah's like, sorry, but not that sorry. And Tom says, "You're not the only one who's angry here, Hannah. There's plenty of that to go around. That's something we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with it as a family." Yes. Hannah's like, "Which family?" Solid burn, Hannah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "That's one of the things we're going to work on. Which is why I want to talk to you at the same time, in person. I made some arrangements. We're moving back to Rosewood." And well, she's it's, like,
1: oh, "It's like so so nice of Tom to start working on things now that yeah. he's decided he feels like it. You know, well, now he, that he did has, run out on them, but
0: now that he has another family." Yeah yeah and ashley's just like we and tom's like me isabel kate and both ashley and hannah they're gonna be sick mm-hmm. ashley's better at controlling it and hannah's like kate's going to be in rosewood and tom's like mm-hmm. and hannah's like is she going to be go to school here and this is an amazing shot because it stays on hannah's face as she deals with this and tom's like yes yeah, she is and hannah has like, this disgusted side like dad how could you do that to me now, this is basically the moment where I think Tom really stopped mattering to Hannah.
1: M-hmm.
0: So we see Tom process that? We see Ash trying to make it better, and Ash is like, "Because he loves you, and this way he can be near you, isn't that right, Tom?" And Tom says nothing. Oh, you can hardly even force a nod. What a dick!
1: Well, because it, Han- it is like, some kind of weird power move to like get revenge on them. Like, I'm gonna make you feel unwelcome
0: in your own town now by moving my new family in. Your own town, your own school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah looks like something has broken inside of her and is on fire. And that fire will never go out. Um, you know, me on the dark and scary greenhouse at night. We see Emily like walking with a flashlight looking around. She goes inside looking around, out in the woods, Spencer's of cars parked, she's getting out, she's on the phone of Arya, and she's of course like, Oh my god, he told you your parents. Of
1: course, Arya called her first, yeah.
0: And then Aria is on her bedroom and the other is calling, yeah. So just like, what happened? And you know, Arya's like, What do you think happened, Spencer? They took our it wonderfully because Ezra is is wonderful And our love is endgame.
1: Yeah. They sent me to my room, the nerve. Yeah. Spencer's yeah. like, no, no, this is not good. And Arya's like, look, I'll get out somehow. Where's Hannah? Spencer's like, on her way, I hope. Like, Spencer cares much more about the trap than the
0: Ezra business. Like, well, nice timing, Arya. The, the plan came first. Mm-hmm. Arya was like, let me see if I can do this side mission. <laughs> Which will not in any way interfere with my life. I'm what sure. could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be on board at this. In the greenhouse, Emily's like looking around for a flashlight. Her uh cell phone kind of like makes a plink sound. She's got a text from Spencer that says, Almost there, don't go in yet. And Emily's kinda Too like late. oh fuck. <laughs> she keeps looking around and behind her we see a large shadow pass by.
1: Yeah. Then back at the Montgomery house, Arya's changed into mischief gear of her own. She's trying to sneak out of a room. We can hear her parents arguing off screen. And Arya starts. You drop uh, what I picked up. Ella says she thinks this is real, and Byron says I know what she thinks, but let me tell you what she's convinced herself. And Mike kind of, you know, cuts off that conversation because he comes up behind Arya and he's like, "Are you going to see him?" And Arya's like, "No," and then she does patented Arya like over the shoulder check, and she's like, "But I have to get out." And Mike sighs and he's like, "Look, you better go this way." So he leads her into his uh, his room, and he reveals the Mike Montgomery super secret escape route out of the Montgomery house, which is a window.
0: Yeah, because there's handholds.
1: Yeah, there's handholds. You're going to have to drop the last four feet, though. And Arya's like, that's like 20 feet to me.
0: Yeah, is only four feet tall anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also surprised slash impressed, also let down and dismissive somehow. And she's like, this is how you sneak out of the house. And he's like. It's been my escape route for years. And, it's, and Arya's inspected it. It'll do. But first she needs to tell her little bro what's what. She's like, look, Mike, what's going on with me and Ezra? It's really. And he's just like, stop, please. I don't care about your lame love life. Yeah. She's like, look, I'm sorry I hit him. But when I saw dad's face, I figured I better do it than him. And Arya half smile, like half exhale through the nose. And it's like she's she wasn't even mad at him before the reel. I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: And Mike's like, also, I just really wanted to punch him for my own reasons.
0: Yeah. That's for making me throw away your fucking trash.
1: (laughs) So we go to the greenhouse. Emily crouches down and opens up this wooden chest on the floor and she takes something out. Inside she
0: finds Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Yeah.
1: And then behind her, we see that A has appeared. Nice shot of A just standing there. And Emily, uh, she gets up and turns around and she sees A shits her pants. Yeah. It's really amazing that this isn't Janelle Parrish because the body type looks exactly like Janelle Parrish. It's like very small and short and deadly.
0: Well, this is, this is a great sequence with the, the, the black silhouette, like stony golem figure of A, Mm -hmm. like the, the boogie, boogeyman person. It's like, it's, it's motionless. It doesn't move. It doesn't give away a lot. It doesn't say anything. It reminded me a lot of kind of like the, the nightmare, uh, version of A at the beginning of season six. Mm, Um, Yeah you know like especially like the <laughs> the Maddie Ziegler dance nightmare um <laughs> yeah so uh this is Emily's moment to shine for reals this was like i, I want to say you know i kind of wavered back and forth on emily a lot of times this is when i really loved her so she, she's just like i knew you'd be here i knew i could depend on you you listen to us you're always listening you know you made a mistake don't you and a it's just still motionless silent mm-hmm. watching her she's clutching the box in front of her slowly moving forward nice nice shots of like her hands holding the box she's looking around occasionally hoping her friends will come Knowing she has to keep this going and she's just like it must be driving you crazy you're afraid we found something something in this box something about you do you want to know what we found do you want to see what you're afraid of
1: do you want to see what you're afraid of
0: Oh, yeah and so you know the fact that emily is terrified here and the fact that she is terrified here isn't what. Doesn't bother me because it's like the fact that she keeps going, though. You know, oh, she's this taking is, that fear and doing something
1: with. This it. is a total Gryffindor moment for her. I mean, she's. Yeah. I, I I love this scene because she gets to face down and confront her tormentor directly.
0: Well, I think it's like a visual version of of her coming out. You know what I mean? Like she's she's surpassed a lot of her walls, and it's like you get to see her confidence really bloom after this moment. Mm-hmm. not that it hasn't been blooming more than where she was like like season one early season one um so she flings open the box and it's empty and she's like nothing we found nothing we lied to you and you believe this that was your mistake and i love <laughs> the competing close between emily's face and the black <laughs> void that is a's face
1: yeah and a kind of contemplates this for a beat and then charges emily and emily throws the box at hay and runs away uh a kind of Tackles Emily, slams her head onto a table, and then like grabs a rake that Emily barely dodges. This
0: is a lot more intense of a scene than I remember, and part of it is the editing.
1: Yeah, yeah. A is A is going to town on her. Um, she, Emily's like climbing under some tables. Uh, she tries to swing at A. Um, but then they're like grappling again. A starts choking her out. Emily pushes A off, but falls down, and A just kind of gets on top of her and grabs a trowel. And Emily's just like, no, no, A's like about to like stab Emily with this trowel. Yeah, well, like, is A
0: about to like just murder Emily right here?
1: I think so, yeah. Uh, and then Spencer rushes in and she's like, Emily! And A turns away to run, drops the trowel. Spencer's got a shovel. Aria runs in with like another garden tool, like improvised weapon. Yeah. And they've got A cornered now. Emily's kind of coughing on the ground, tugging at her scarf. and team Sparia here they've got a backed up against a glass wall yeah it's funny Arya actually looks taller here just because Spencer is like crouched down like a predator about to spring with her shovel (laughs) like she's just ready to like go nuts at that thing and so a grabs a clay pot from a table and throws it right up into the glass ceiling above them metaphor yeah and a glass rains down on team Sparia there and they duck for cover a runs right past them out the door
0: So in the future, just a a reference, that's not highlights in their hair. It's glass. Mm -hmm. Uh, So A ends up outside. Just then, Hannah shows up with her car, and A bounces off the hood. Hannah gets to hit A back with the car. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A rolls off the hood, takes off running into the woods, into the tree line. The other three liars come running out. And Suncher's like, Hannah! And the liars chase A out into the woods. Uh, For like a good minute, they're just chasing A through the dark woods. Um, It's an intense scene. You can't tell a lot of what's going on at times
1: well they they chase for a while seem to kind of lose a but then like kind of spot her as a kind of like goes over a hill and they're eating like ca and silhouette so they chase again then they get to another clearing and now they've lost they've really lost a like a has gone they all stop they're panting spencer's like raging she's like hulking out she's like my god i don't believe this and aria comes over to emily and she's like hey you okay and Emily's like yeah i think so and it's like did i just hit what i think i did uh and Spencer's like yes and now they're gone we've got nothing
0: we've got nothing
1: oh uh, I love like angry action here at
0: Spence well it's like she's sucking all the angry violent energy out of the room so the other three just have to kind of watch her losing her shit mm-hmm. um back by the greenhouse the liars walk out of the woods back towards Hannah's parked car the headlights still beaming and Hannah's like was it Garrett or Jenna so just like how could it be Jenna and like <laughs> I couldn't tell and I like well was it a boy or a girl and I was like I don't know and Any Hannah's like boobs and booths especially like Hannah. That is an immoral line right there. Yeah. And and Hannah's like, what? It could be a clue. It's such just eye roll. It's so powerful and fluid that it could hydropower Canada. But it leads her to looking down, down on the ground, where she sees something. She flashes her her flash on a cell phone on there on the ground. The liars all circle it like especially like that's not mine. And it's like it's not mine. Hannah's like it's none of ours. We see the phone more closely. It's got a cracked screen and it's ready for like its passcode to be entered, like just letting you know that this will be the focus of upcoming plots. Um mm-hmm. I was like, do you think that when A bounced off the car, and we see this slow, perverse glee dripping out of Spencer, she slowly smiles, and she's like, that's a cell phone. Bum, yeah. bum. So then the camera, camera pulls up from the
1: phone. You see the four liars around it. They've got a hot piece of A.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just so you know, the passcode is going to be sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh so we get the A tag. A's kind of running through the woods, eventually makes it to their car. It's like a dark sedan, wherever the A stashed it. Um, a reaches in their pockets and notices that the phone is gone, starts patting themselves down, Phone, you know, no phone. And so she looks back the way she came in frustration, slams her fists on the car roof a few times, and then just punches the driver's side mirror and breaks it. I Love that. Yes. Like A's A fucked up for real this time. Yeah, I mean, this is really like racing the stakes right now for Two B. The Liars actually got one over on A here. They got her phone. This is an amazing like
0: premiere episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, yeah, and of course, we all this leads up to the reveal in the finale.
0: I think I think PLO's good about its premieres though. Like uh, um, Escape from New York, I'm I'm thinking mm. in particular. But uh, it's a nice touch. I think that Joseph Dory got to write Moments Later, which was the after effects of Hannah bouncing off A's car. And then we get to write uh, Hannah hitting A of her car.
1: I just noticed that Lisey Hale just tweeted, Brazil, I'm coming for you. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that was the episode. Fun episode. Uh, That will be the last one we do before 6B, which is almost here a couple weeks now.
0: So you know, happy holidays.
1: Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all that. Uh, we did get a few reviews. I wanted to mention thanks to all twenty one eighty five, dog 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 ninety one, K E C two twenty five, R three eight three C and Casey Ann. Uh, all left us five star reviews in iTunes. Really appreciate that. Uh, if you'd like to do the same, you're certainly welcome to. You can reach us at pl 2 on Twitter and our website page is broswatchpl 2com Got anything else?
0: Uh, I wanted to thank uh, Pierce and Gnome and several others who inquired as to whether uh, we'd ever be interested in doing an ongoing Veronica Mars podcast. Probably not. Um, not, not for lack of loving that show. But, we actually uh,
1: kind of already talked about Veronica Mars in... In uh, for like, we did like basically three episodes at a time on on another older podcast we did that's not online anymore. So, um, sorry,
0: um, yeah. It, and it's it's not for lack of loving the show by any means, it's but it's another one of those things too where I feel like there's probably 13 Veronica Mars podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't doubt that we could add something interesting to it, but I don't think that it, it hits all the bases in the same way that PLL does. Um, yeah, I don't
1: know. I do really like Rankamar, so it's a great show. Um Yeah, so we'll be back what is it, the twelfth is the premiere, so we're yep. we're gonna be publishing again Thursday morning, I think is when we do them. Uh, right? Friday morning. Friday morning, that's right. Um uh, so it's coming, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Until
0: then. Yeah. And <laughs> the force be <you> with you.
1: Oh it's <laughs>